Episode 13, A Gift for Every Occasion. Hi again, friends. This is another episode of my intermediate English podcast called Checkmark English. If this is your first time listening to me, I want to say welcome. I've designed this podcast to be fun and entertaining while helping you improve your English. I talk about all sorts of topics in a natural way, but using an easier English level. However, I try to make these episodes a bit challenging, so you are always improving. Today's episode is about giving gifts and what the right convention or protocol is for different occasions. I know that giving gifts depends a lot on where you're from, so most of the experiences I bring up or talk about today will be based on my experience living in Vancouver, Canada. As always, I recommend that you read the full transcript of this episode and all other episodes on my website at checkmarkenglish.com. You can find them all there for free. Okay, let's talk about gifts. There are many different occasions where people give presents or gifts to others, but what type of gift do you give for which occasion? I want to talk about that today, but first of all, in English, the words present and gift are words that mean the same thing. They are interchangeable, so I will probably use both of them throughout this episode. Recently, my wife Caro and I went to our friend's child's birthday party. He turned one year old, so they invited friends to a restaurant for dinner to celebrate. Caro and I wanted to bring a gift, but we weren't sure what kind to get him or if we were supposed to give money instead of a gift. Sometimes it can be confusing trying to decide what to give somebody for a gift, especially if they're from a different culture that you're not familiar with. In this case, I asked some of the other guests what they were getting so I wouldn't make a mistake with our gift. I know it sounds funny to be so worried about what gift to bring, but many people take it seriously, so we like to make sure we are doing the best we can. We eventually decided to meet up with a friend and bought a gift from all three of us. We went to the toy store and bought him a mini basketball hoop. It came in this really big box that was difficult to wrap, but we made it look good. This was the most recent time I brought a gift to an event, but there are many other times where giving a gift is expected. We'll get into those situations now. Let's start off by talking about weddings. Gift giving at weddings is a common and expected tradition across most cultures in the world. In Vancouver, where I'm from, many people do a gift registry. I'll explain what that is because I know it isn't normally done in many parts of the world. A gift registry often called a wedding registry or baby registry, is a service offered by retailers or stores. It allows people to make a list of gifts they want people to buy for them. For example, a couple who's getting married would pick or select a store and then create a list of the items they want. They can do this by going to the store in person or online using their website. A gift registry is useful because the couple will get gifts they know they want, and there won't be any duplicates. A duplicate means two of the same thing. When somebody buys something from the list, that item is removed from it so nobody else can buy it again. I know it sounds a bit confusing, but basically, the couple chooses what gifts they want, and the guests just purchase them. This is a very common thing here in Canada for weddings and baby showers. A baby shower is a party for a pregnant woman who is going to have a baby very soon. Family and friends get together to celebrate the soon-to-be baby. 
A baby shower is another common event where a gift registry is used. If you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because most people will want to buy baby clothes, diapers, and other common items. What if 10 people buy the same thing? Using a gift registry would prevent this. In episode 9, I discussed or talked about my wedding in July of this year. Unlike many Canadian couples, Caro and I chose not to create a gift registry. Instead, we had a gift box on a table during the wedding reception. The box had a thin opening so you could only put envelopes and cards in. We told our guests before the wedding that there wasn't going to be a gift registry. In those cases that there isn't one, guests know that money is the standard gift. The reason we didn't do a gift registry is because Caro and I had most things that we needed already. We felt like a bunch of the gifts would go to waste because we likely wouldn't use many of them. On top of that, the cash gifts helped reduce our cost for the wedding, which really helped out. Weddings are really expensive here in Vancouver, and I'm sure they are where you're from also. A lot of my friends come from different backgrounds or cultures, and many of them told me that for them, it was standard or normal for cash gifts rather than physical ones. The same is true for Caro's Polish family. I'm sure there are many other cultures and countries that do something different for wedding gifts, so I would love to hear about them from you. If your country does something different, you can write a comment on my website in the transcript page of this episode. You can also send me a message on Instagram letting me know. Earlier, I said that a gift registry is normal for baby showers too. If the hosts of the party are having a big party with many guests, a gift registry is very helpful so guests don't bring the same gifts. In Canada, baby showers are typically attended by close friends and family members of the expecting parents. When a couple or a woman are expecting, it means they are having a baby soon. This is a very common expression people use. Traditionally, baby showers were attended by women only, but it's becoming much more common these days to invite both men and women. If you're invited to a baby shower in Canada, don't worry, it's really simple. If there's a gift registry, you just pick something from there to buy that nobody else has bought yet. If there isn't a gift registry, you just get any baby gift. An example can be baby clothes, diapers, toys, and stuffed animals. There are many more, but any of these will be a safe bet. A safe bet means it's not risky. It's not a big risk. Aside from weddings and baby showers, what are some other events or occasions people give gifts for? The most obvious are birthdays. In my opinion, giving a good birthday gift is one of the most difficult compared to weddings and other occasions. The main considerations on what type of gift to give are how close you are to the person and how old they are. Really quickly before we continue, I want to explain that sometimes we use the word they or them when referring to a hypothetical or generic person. For example, if someone calls, can you ask them to leave a message? Another example would be, if a person wants to succeed, they need to work hard. You can see that in these examples, we are using the words they and them even though we are talking about a singular person. We don't know the gender of the person or this person doesn't exist and it's just a hypothetical situation. This is extremely common but can be confusing for English learners. Another example is if somebody cuts you off while you're driving, 
people often say, wow, what are they doing? Even when we know it's just one person in the car. I just thought I would explain that before continuing as it's something we do regularly. Getting back to what we were talking about, finding somebody a good birthday gift can be challenging, but here are a few tips or pointers that can make it easier. Young children. If it's a young child's birthday, then some type of toy or game is a great gift. Teenager. If it's a teenager, gift cards can be a great gift because they can pick the things they want to buy. And usually teenagers don't have money, so it's a great way for them to buy something they want. Adults. To me, this is the hardest category of people to get a gift for. Giving an adult a gift card or cash can sometimes seem like you didn't try or put effort into the gift, but getting something they don't like or wouldn't use can be worse. If you don't know at all what they would like, consider giving them an experience, like a gift certificate to a restaurant or spa. In my opinion, choosing a gift for your spouse, girlfriend, or boyfriend is relatively easy because there are numerous options available. Practical gifts are my favorite because I know they will be used. For example, if I know my wife needs a new phone or jacket, I will more likely buy something like that for her. If you can't think of anything they need, then something personal or handmade can be really nice. Printing out a bunch of photos and putting them together in a collage is a great idea and that most people like. A collage is what you call it when you take lots of photos and materials and combine them into one piece of art. Another good idea for your significant other is a trip somewhere. It can be to another country or somewhere close that you can get to by car. Something that would provide a fun and new experience. A few other examples are giving tickets to a sports match like hockey or concert tickets. Any of these ideas and a handwritten card can be a great gift. There are many other situations to consider for birthday gifts, but it would take far too long and be too boring to talk about each one. So instead, I'll continue to the next most popular occasion where people give each other gifts here in Canada. That would be for Christmas. Christmas is similar to birthdays in terms of the types of gifts you would give someone you are close to. The interesting thing about Christmas is that people give gifts to many people, even to those who they aren't close with. This is why giving chocolates, candies, and Christmas cards are very popular and normal. They are simple gifts that don't cost a lot of money and are appreciated by everybody. In many workplaces, exchanging chocolates and cards during Christmas has been a fun tradition that spreads positive energy. The same goes for family members at a Christmas get-together. Another holiday that's a little bit different from the rest is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a holiday specifically for couples. Traditionally, the man will get flowers and chocolate for his spouse or girlfriend and take her out for dinner to a nice restaurant. Restaurants during Valentine's Day are the busiest of the year. You have to make a reservation in advance or you are very likely not going to get a table. In Canada, there's Mother's Day in May and Father's Day in June. Gifts for these occasions can be taking your mom and dad out for lunch or dinner, flowers, chocolates, or something that you know they need. For my mom, I like to get her flowers and chocolates, and most of the time, that's what I decide to do. For my father, I normally get him whiskey, wine, or another type of liquor that he likes. One year, 
He talked about needing a new hat to protect him from the sun when he's gardening in the summer. I got him one for Father's Day about six years ago, and he still wears it today. Another occasion where it's common to give gifts is a wedding anniversary. This is the day a couple got married. Caro and I got married on July 1st of this year, which is actually a national holiday here in Canada called Canada Day. We haven't had a wedding anniversary yet, so I haven't needed to think about that one yet. We'll see what I get her next year. It's also extremely common for a husband to take his wife out for dinner for their wedding anniversary. Wow, as I'm talking about it, I realize how people buy so many gifts in a year. I can't help but think that we're being influenced by marketing and consumerism. We are constantly encouraged by advertisements and commercials to associate these holidays and occasions with buying and exchanging gifts. Whether it's big holidays like Christmas or smaller ones like Valentine's Day, stores try their best to make you buy gifts for them. They use feelings of love, thanks, and celebration to make us want to buy things for others. Giving gifts for occasions is so deeply rooted in our culture that when people don't receive gifts, they are insulted or embarrassed. There are many other times where it's customary or standard to get someone a gift that are less usual or happen less often. For example, when someone moves into a new home, they invite friends and family over for the first time and have a housewarming party. Some good housewarming gifts include plants, flowers, candles, wine, kitchenware, and other things like that. Last year, one of my friends moved to a new home, and once he got settled in, he invited some of us over to his house to play poker and hang out in his new place. In cases like this, it's normal to bring something to celebrate his move to a new house. Most of us brought some type of liquor or alcohol. One of my friends brought a pack of toilet paper. I thought it was really funny because it's something essential that everybody needs. They then explained to me that it's a Korean tradition to give toilet paper to someone who moves into a new home. I really like that tradition, and I think it's fun, so I might steal that idea for the next housewarming party I go to. I want to say again that everything I've been talking about are from my experience living in Vancouver, Canada. But there are so many different types of people who live in Canada, people with different backgrounds and traditions when it comes to weddings and many other occasions. So if you get invited to a wedding, it's important to find out if there are certain traditions that you are supposed to abide by or follow. For example, if you get invited to an Indian wedding and you don't know anything about them and how they work, I would search online or ask the couple what is expected of you. If you feel embarrassed to ask them, you can ask other people. Maybe they'll know. And that's the end of today's episode. I enjoy talking about this topic of gifts and gift giving. I would love to hear your thoughts on how gift giving is different where you're from. You can reply to this episode on my website in the transcript section, or you can message me on Instagram. My website is checkmarkenglish.com, and my Instagram is checkmarkenglish. It's November right now, with Christmas around the corner. I'm going to try starting my Christmas shopping early, so I'm not worried as it gets closer. If you enjoyed this episode and my podcast in general, please tell a friend about it. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.